Hey, what's going on, Clipper people? It is me, William the Opinion Updike. And I am positive Chuck Mockler. Who? I'm I don't back. recognize this man. Yeah, man, the, I'm, I'm back. Thank you. know, Fantastic episodes, but these co-hosts, just happy to be back in the seat, you know? <laughs> Glad to have you back. We are Locked On Clippers, part of the Locked On NBA Network. In case you didn't know, just a couple of best friends and Clipper credentialed media folks bring you Locked On Clippers. When, though? Monday through Friday, 7 a.m., Make us your first listen. Good way to kill some windshield time and, you know, see what the clips got to do against these Grizzlies. You didn't forget the spiel. No, absolutely not. I woke up every day and would say it. <laughs> <laughs> Good to know. Uh, kicking things <laughs> off today, we're going to start with a preview. The Clippers are on the road when what the first time in what feels like forever yeah. uh, to take on the Grizzlies. We're going to talk about what we need to do well to win that one as well as what could go wrong. A look at a key matchup that could be crucial for the Clippers. And then in Thirsty Thursday... Every single week, we talk about who and what we're thirsty for, what we want to see more of. We will be talking. We talked a lot about the bench yesterday, but we're still found some we stuff to, to talk about. So we'll talk <laughs> about it some more. Uh, we're going to talk about sort of how the defense is going to be affected by all the recent outs, which in case you didn't know, uh, Batum is now doubtful for that game in Oof, Memphis, yeah. along with Terrence Mann remaining questionable with that ankle injury. And mm -hmm. then in shavings, which is just kind of where we wrap up everything else, we're going to talk about surge. Charles cannot get off the I'm 10K a bumpkin, giveaway. Dude. <laughs> uh, and we also, it, for some reason, it hasn't come up on the show yet. Zoo got robbed. So we yeah. have to talk about that. Uh, all that and more coming up right about now. You are Locked On Clippers, your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, so we're doing a Clippers-Grizzlies preview. Got to give a shout-out to McDonald's. This episode of Locked on Clips is brought to you by McDonald's. Rock and roll McDonald's, proudly serving community since 1965. Big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. I'm loving it. Let's start off with the injury report. Uh, no injuries to report for Memphis. Wow, sounds nice. So they're good to go. I don't even know what that's like. Not, I couldn't tell you. No Marcus Morris, obviously. Um, Terrence, questionable with the ankle. Uh kind of leaning towards we don't see him play but yeah. we'll see what happens the quote was that he's like day to day which is a favorite of this coaching staff Batum doubtful with the achilles soreness soreness which goes like this. don't just say the achilles yeah i feel right. like that implies <laughs> That's a little, yeah 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 the worst injury um, you could have fair uh so he went from a minutes restriction that wasn't ever really talked about to now being totally doubtful i'm getting just shades of kind of the surge situation, maybe a little bit. Not as intense, obviously, but like the play him through it. I know we got, you know, the quote, there's no, you always have a plan to get punched in the mouth. He's been our second most important player, you could argue. Oh, easily. Um, he's our best defender. Um, other than Paul George 101. Anyway, it just feels kind of like we had to play him to kind of stay afloat after that one and four start. And this is rearing its ugly head. Yeah, I mean, I it's definitely a plan until you get punched in the mouth situation. His minutes were probably higher than than what they were intending. Um, you know, anytime I hear the word Achilles, like I'm 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 very nervous. A little shiver. But you know, he doesn't really have like a long injury history of lower body stuff. Sure. So I I feel like that is kind of like reassuring. Um, and yeah, I'm I'm just hoping that they manage it the right way. Yeah, rest up. I'm hoping this bench can continue. It's like great play so that yeah. way like it, it it can kind of buy him some more time yeah uh and we'll talk about this uh later in thirsty thursdays when i talk when we talk more about the defense but let's get into what we need to do well to win this matchup against the grizzlies chuck what do you got nothing new on this one hit our shots um and opponents of the grizzlies do hit their open shots grizzlies opponents are hitting 39 percent of their threes which is the second highest mark in the league 
Not good for the Grizzlies. Very good for everybody else. No Batum. Maybe no Terrence. Generating shots might be a little tough. We need Kennard to be aggressive. He's definitely going to get more touches for sure. Yes. Um, really excited to see him be aggressive. Um, need Bledsoe's shot selection to be a little locked in. Maybe a little more than usual. Yeah. Um, just on some of those outside shots and... It's more of the same from we just need more of the same from the remaining shooters we really have. Yeah, for sure. I and the big thing is just kind of overcoming these peaks and valleys of the shooting. Like <laughs> yes. trying to get to it's like a team full of Marcus Morris's right now. Yeah, to something like a little <laughs> bit more reasonable. Like in our favor, the Grizzlies are one of the less efficient teams mm-hmm. um in, in the league. So, you know, hopefully that can work in our favor. <laughs> but you know, with no Batum, uh I, I already mentioned it, but I see some extra attempts for Kennard for sure. And there will definitely be some more Reggie chucking, which like, yeah, is that's bad a very good point. and good. I, I mean, like sometimes he's earned the right good. to chuck at this point. He took, he attempted 17 threes in the last game. <laughs> 17. Yeah. Uh, that's wild. We stay in a high volume game. <laughs> another thing we have to do. I, I think that as long as he's got the headband on this time, I think we're trending sure. in the right direction. Right. Uh, we got to defend at a higher level. Look, I talked about this a little bit yesterday, but the defensive effort from the starters last game, and I'm going to say it again, Paul George, uh, was less than inspiring. There's some interesting box score stuff with that we're going to get into next segment, too. We will get beat by this team in Memphis if we come in with the same mentality. Uh, this is is a Grizzlies team that can score in a lot of ways. I mean, we all know John Morant. He's like nearly (laughs) impossible to stay in front of. Yeah. Bledsoe, in the last matchup, spent the majority of the time on him, uh, around 20 possessions. Ja went three of six with about three assists. Um, so, you know, he, he did his best to slow him down. I mean, yeah, like pretty good, all things considered. I yeah, guess. yeah, Ja was still like pretty efficient. Man. It, it happens. It is what it is. Um, I hope Bledsoe is up for this challenge again. I think something that's going to make it even more difficult is with no Batum, He's going to have to fill in other holes defensively, like in addition to his primary assignment. Yes. Uh, which is going to be. That's going to lot. It's going to be really difficult, man. Uh, yeah. It's This could be a good opportunity for him to, like, really show, you know, like, if, if there are any people still kind of doubting <laughs> where he's at, like, what he's able to do. Um, they also had three dudes shoot better than 40% from three last Their game. Their starters killed us last game. They were all plus 10 at least. So you can't really afford to like blitz jaw or like do, do like you know do these other things because yeah. like we Morant, don't have anybody. Morant isn't the only person that can score. Yeah. Uh, they got great performances out of Desmond Bain, DeAnthony Melton, and Jaron Jackson Jr. This is a dynamic team with a lot of size and length and a lot of ways to score. And also notable in this one, they will have Dylan Brooks back, who will be back in the God. starting lineup, moving DeAnthony Melton to the bench, which just gives them kind that of another so weapon much. in their arsenal yeah. off the bench, along with like Kyle Anderson. So I'm just curious to see what Ty is going to be able to do rotationally to try to mitigate some of, some of this. I think that this could be a huge opportunity for Amir Coffey. If he brings the same defensive mindset he brought to that San Antonio game, I mean, like, he could be nipping at the heels of like getting into the deeper part of the rotation, but okay. like an actual part of the rotation. You know okay. what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so what could go wrong in this one, Chuck? What, what do you think? Quick one here, second chance points. Um, the Grizzlies have a very interesting rebounding profile. They don't grab a lot of defensive rebounds, but they're very high in the defensive rebound percentage ranking, which is odd. But they are teams are shooting well against them, so it kind of it a little bit makes sense. Yeah, (laughs) but they are an elite offensive rebounding team. They grab the third, not an efficient team, also makes sense. Exactly, (laughs) they grab the third most 
uh, total offensive rebounds per game while also having the second best offensive rebound percentage in the league. So yeah, when you miss shots, you should grab the boards and they actually are. Steven Adams is aver averaging four offensive boards a game. Zoo loves matchups with centers that play like him, like traditional centers. So this is going to be a really fun battle of the bigs to watch. And we need Zoo to be like his most physical. Yeah, Zoo had like a, I'd have to take a look back at the game to look at his like actual defensive impact. But he had a decent rebounding game. He had eight boards and three assists in this last matchup. Yeah. So he's going to be a fun one to watch. Another thing that could go wrong is just the turnovers. It's plagued us sure. all year. Look, I, I don't have the numbers right in front of me, but it felt <laughs> like in that game against San Antonio, they scored on nearly every single turnover that we had. Yeah. <laughs> uh, look, the team was performing really well with the ball earlier. You know, we had one of the top turnover percentages in the league. I expected a regression from that. I mean, this team, yeah. I, I've said it on this podcast before, this is a 14 turnovers per game kind of team. It's kind of the, the nature uh, of the It's just like the baseline sort of of what it is. Lately, though, we've just been seeing them come in ways that you don't want to see. They kind of come in bunches and in ways that can really, you know, tilt the momentum of a game, which is really, really difficult. We're middle of the pack now in turnover percentage. The Grizzlies are top 10. They are handling the ball pretty well. Um, so we'll just have to see what happens with that. But <laughs> we got to be better with the ball. So key matchup. I think we're, we both are on the same page on this one. Uh, we just have to find a way to overcome our shorthandedness. Yeah, we haven't talked about him yet, but we probably need... I mean, Paul George scored 40 last time we played um, uh, the Grizzlies. We probably need him to be around that in this one, um, de depending what the supporting cast It's going to have to be 30-plus for sure. Yeah, Absolutely. The MVPG train will still have to continue um, in this one to get the win. Yeah, and the bench, you know, down a key contributor and man... No, Batum is huge. No, Batum, um, I'm so worried. About. But we will see some more minutes from Coffee and Brandon Boston Jr. I hope Brandon Boston Jr. can continue his efficient scoring. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll just have to see. It, it, it's going to be difficult. It's, it's a big matchup. It's very surprising seeing a team that has you know nothing on the injury report. I, it's like I go blind. Yes, I, don't, I, I, don't know. I can't <laughs> can't relate. One day we will get there. In probably about a year and a half, we'll be there. Um, Coming up, we're going to be talking some Thirsty Thursday stuff, some wants that we need from the team. But first, got to give a shout out to Bet Online. It is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Uh, get in on the NBA season right now. Take those overs. Take those unders. If you bet on the NFL, I've been telling everyone who's listening to this to take the under on the Dolphins wins. Really hope you did that in the beginning of the season. Yeah, it might be a little late now. Might be a little late now. Um, before the next uh, tip-off, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with promo code LOCKEDON, all capital letters, one word. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Okay, so we're back with Thirsty Thursday. Every, yes. single, every single Thursday we talk about who and what we're thirsty for, <laughs> what we want to see more of, and... I mean, you weren't present for the bench conversation yesterday, so lead us in with what you want to see from the canoes. No, it's fine. I, <laughs> there's not enough to be said about this bench right now. We need it so much is the issue. It's been one of the most surprising, <laughs> though, facets of the Clippers season. Absolutely. And we're into deep bench mode now. We're in full-on kind of deep bench stuff. We got the Batum's Achilles soreness. We got the Terrence ankle thing being day-to-day, -day, which... Just real quick, scale of 1 to 10, what's your level of concern on the Terrence Mann one? We all know the level of concern is high for Batum. Where are we at on Terrence Mann's injury? Oh, low to mid. Okay. Like 3 to 5 on a, on a 10 scale. All right, fair. 
Uh, Mook and Kawhi out. We just have to lean on the guys who were just recently in the G League with Surge. Like Brandon Boston Jr., I mean, he seems to be the highest in the pecking order of the not in the eight, nine-man rotation. I'm not counting Surge I think Coffee is actually, just basing on the rotations from the San Antonio game, okay. might be a little bit ahead of him. But you're, you're right. I mean, Brandon Boston Jr. has the higher offensive upside, which will definitely help to keep him on the floor when we're down. Uh, you know, a, a, a consistent contributor in Terrence and then, you know, a, a key contributor in Batum. The, uh, so the I think scoring right is so good that it's like the scoring is there. It feels like it's there for what his roles with this team kind of getting like. I mean, do we think he gets 19 minutes against um, the Grizzlies again? Like Ty's going to be really up and down with this. But what's also interesting is I'm surprised at the lack of playing time in the Spurs game from Jay Scrub. It seems like he's out of BBJR, Amir, and Scrub, he's firmly the third when it comes to minute stuff, which is a little surprising, I think. I think looking at their games, it like, look, Brandon Boston Jr. has somehow come into the league with an NBA-ready scoring 19. skill set. Um, it's unbelievable. It's, it's insane. And he really is like, I'm not going to say that he's a good defender. I'm not going to go that homer with it. Sure. But- <laughs> He's he's trying, you know, and I I do think yes. just he has the physical skill set to you know like ultimately be a, a better defender than Jay Scrub, so that will yes. definitely keep him. That's a uh, good call, sort of. Yeah, in in that mix, that's a super good call. Um, yeah, I, I'm also like I'm just excited for Amir Coffee. Really rough go in the preseason. Definitely, definitely. I mean, we talked about it on the last podcast, but like seeing what he was able to do in the Spurs game was like. Just a reaffirmation. Plus 24, who's second best plus minus on the team. It was crazy. It was just a reaffirmation of what he's been able to provide this team, which is a hustle guy, a defensive guy, a guy who, like, the, you know, the box score doesn't jump at, out at you, but the impact does. And part of that, like, plus minus is he spent time with both units. He sure. was also part of the bench defense that looked really good. They That bench plus Reggie lineup in the third quarter of that San Antonio game. <laughs> Had no business being as good as it was. <laughs> that was wild. Tyloo, man. Uh, so I, I'm thirsty to see how this team can stay solid defensively. Yes. Uh, so I'm glad that you bring up Amir Coffee. Like, we leaned into a defensive identity more so this year than any year that we have had, you know, in the in the Kawhi Paul George era Which is of like this team. Kind of mind-blowing because it's so funny to think about when the Clamp City talk and all this stuff. We just didn't have a coach who could create a defense that was good enough to lean into it. But now they actually are, you're right, fully leaning into it. Before it was kind of like, oh, the the defense is very good. The personnel is there. Yes, the defense is very good. But there wasn't this like, we're a defensive team now. Like we're putting, yeah, like we're doing this. And I think right now, down so many starters, like no Batum and no Terrence is huge on both sides of the floor. Yes. But I think our key... Like, depending on how many games these guys end up missing, is going to be leaning even harder into this defensive identity because which we, is hard missing. We do not have guys. the firepower to really outscore a bunch of teams. Yeah, and honestly, something that's been surprising to me, something I did not expect to say coming into this season, is that Kennard and Hart 
have weirdly been raising the floor of what this team is defensively. Now, I'm not saying either one of no, these guys is the ceiling. I see what you're saying. I know looking at the plus-minus numbers and the defensive ratings, these guys have insane stats. And, you know, defensive rating is a team stat, Absolutely. of course. But Kennard has become a so much better defender. Um, He's pesky. That he he's, does what you need to do if you don't have the physical abilities, which is be pesky. Yes, and like Brian and I talked about it on yesterday's podcast, but like Kennard has at least become a net neutral defender. Sure, like you know, I have like, no problem with he's, that. He's become yeah. a net neutral defender, and that is taking the biggest hole out of his game. <laughs> yeah, for and sure, and turning it into something that isn't a negative. And then like Hart, like just I, I don't know the way that they've been able to sort of get stops with this second unit has been so surprising his verticality i, is I crazy. knew that this second unit would be able to score but yeah that wasn't a question to me sure. the thing that has really stood out is the way that they're able to get stops i said at preseason that this might be a defensive second unit with some shuffling i didn't think it would be from these two guys um hartenstein's verticality is great hartenstein's also done a great job at there's no way he expected to play this much i think there's, he did I think he bet on himself, and I think that he was smart. So I think he bet on himself, but like Serge going to the G League is not unprecedented, but borderline very rare and stuff like that. Like, I think he's he was closer to the well. situation, and I think that like when he was in his, I'm I'm not saying I'm not saying that you're wrong. No, but yeah, yeah. I I just think like from his standpoint, he was in those training camps and he was in those practice yeah, things, like, and he was yeah. like. I think that I can take some minutes from this yeah. spot. And he he's a confident guy. He's up there. Hot take. Hartenstein, second most confident clipper behind Brandon Boston Jr. <laughs> what a, Low no, key Reggie, confidence. Reggie is up there too. All right. Yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah, that's fair. Um, I yeah, like the the defenses. I listened to you and Russo's pod. Like it's surprising how. I mean, we thought that losing like losing Kawhi is obviously a test. Losing Mook is a test. Dude, now Ty Lue has another test of losing our second most important defender and third most important defender. And Terrence Mann, like, I'm excited to see what, what Ty Lue can come up with. Um, I'm thirsty for the current starting lineup to just be better in the first quarter. Um, Reggie what? bled. What is the current starting lineup? <laughs> sure. sure. Um, re so the lineup that usually plays when the injury bug isn't doing its thing is Reggie bled PG Batum and Zoo. We don't know when Mook is coming back. I don't even really want to think about it. They're the most played lineup in total minutes, and they're the worst plus minus of any lineup with minus 26. And this has to be due to the first quarters. Oh, yeah. This is not like they're, a, we know they're a great second quarter team, all this stuff, but I just want it to be better on paper, I guess. Like, and I know it's a time thing, but, and this is more indicative of the slow start issue. This isn't the personnel issue. It's just something that the Clippers just can't, seem to overcome yeah it's it's definitely interesting i mean one thing that is like reaffirming is if you look at the defensive ratings in like the third and fourth quarter they are a lot better right to, yes. to like to close out games so For that sure. is good but I, i'm right there with you i mean they can't afford they can't afford kind of the slow starts that they could when Kawhi was here obviously and now down you know two more players brian and i talked about this a little bit on like the last episode but Habits are something that's important. Yeah, getting into Good a process. habit of like not starting with the intensity that you need for four quarters <laughs> at the beginning habit. of a game is not good it's flipping and the switch mentality absolutely it's and our margins are too thin that the the switch has to be flipped at all times yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm serious yeah. it does we, like, people we, gotta be we, tense we don't have the luxury 
Yeah, that's that's a really good point. Yeah, this is just the flip the switch argument again and again and again. Um, anything else you're thirsty for in particular? No. I don't think so. We got to move on. We got to move on. Let us know at Octon Clips over on Twitter what you're thirsty for. Coming up, we're going to be talking um, some surge inspiration as well as me just being still in awe of the 10K giveaway. Okay, so we're back with shavings and kicking things off. Let's talk about surge uh and the g league he was inspired by a book ego is the enemy Mm -hmm. which hey man like there you go clippers are reading this Uh, like honestly like at the point where he is in his career you know we see 13 seasons we see time and time again in the nba where guys are unwilling to accept where their body is at and where their role needs to be and i'm not saying i'm not saying that serge is a g league player obviously but um, it, you know, just to have like the foresight to know what you need to get back and to be humble enough to, you know, and not only accept it, but ask for it. Yeah. And say, I want to go see down enough in the NBA. So what I love is, I don't know if he took inspiration from this thing that I'm about to talk about or if it played a part in any way, but it wouldn't surprise me if it somehow helped foster this idea um, is I go back to the Batum Morris thing from last year when Morris was like, start Batum. It's better. It's better. (laughs) Um, And I don't know like if Serge hasn't talked about this at all, but that stuff is kind of contagious and the stuff of like, I need to go down there to get better. Like he talked about in the quote, like if you're not one of the Kawhi KD or Steph's, you need to try and find some time for yourself if you're coming back from a long injury. Absolutely. Um, e- and even if you are those guys. Because yes. it, you know, it is an adjustment thing. And we generally see longer periods of recovery because it's like more accepted for you know some more marquee players to, to yes. take more time out. Yeah. And he said it's... And he was like, no one's going to give you that time. And it pushes him to work harder. And he's having fun in the G League. Like, it... I mean... It's so great to see because it spreads through the whole team. Like yes. it absolutely does. Surge should be back after the Agua Caliente game on Thursday, which is their home opener, which feels kind of crazy. Um, are the Clippers leading the league in books read per team right now? Or books talked books talked about at least? Mm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Hmm. I'd like to get some more stuff. A lot of guys, a lot of guys are reading. I'm watching those GQ like essentials things. Everyone's holding a big book. Everybody's got a book. Yeah. So and Have we also know, know like Tobias Harris, avid reader. Sure. LeBron James reads the first page of a lot of books. <laughs> of, uh, <laughs> he reads the foreword of many books. <laughs> of many he's he's read many a foreword. Um I'm really excited for Serge to get back. And it also like this is kind of a testament to how good Hardenstein is, too. Like yeah. the fact that it's like, there's no minutes for you right now, dude. Like you're ramping back. Like we saw you in very short stints. It wasn't going on. Hartenstein is exceeding expectations. Well, like, I don't know. We talked about it last segment. Like, but that's the thing that's so impressive about this bench unit is they have been good enough to buy guys like Batum time and even resting time for yeah. Paul George, like, which is, I, it's pretty insane. It's been fantastic. Um, Moving on, uh, this might be the last time we talk about this. This has to be the last time you talk about this. Unless one of us wins it, which I don't think is actually possible. The 10K giveaway. Is this not a big deal to anyone else? I feel like a country bumpkin because a team giving $10,000 away at home games feels like it should be a bigger deal. My brain might be stuck in like uh, the 90s or something, but 
At 10K. Yeah, I mean, that's, There's just that's like no less, press for that's it. That's less than a thousand dollars in today's economy. <laughs> Very true, actually. There's just no like press for it, or like there hasn't even been that many jokes about it. Which, if you take a step back from the lens of us as Clippers fans, it's kind of ripe for some jokes. Definitely, definitely. I, one thing that has been impressive is uh, it has changed. Like it's more, been working. More people are in uh, are in their seats at the start of a game, which is difficult to do in LA, especially sure. like, depending on the start time and everything. Uh, so I think it is working. Apparently, it's just continuing through the month of November. Yes. I don't know if, what like if they're going to extend it beyond that. Um, but where I'm at with it is. One of the richest owners, owners in sports. Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. I'm not mad at the amount. Truly, who cares? Who cares? What's coming in December? Cars? Can't be anything people have to pay taxes free on. Car, I was going to say free car is worse than $10,000. It's a burden. You got to pay taxes on it. Well, you got to pay taxes on the $10,000. Anything sure. over $5,000 that's not technically a game of skill, you still owe like 40%. Well, I would argue that getting to a game on time in Los Angeles is a game Fair of enough. skill. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, what it's going to be, maybe just you know, 10-day contract with the Clips. That'd be so funny. <laughs> take a free throw? That'd be so You funny. can take a free throw if the, if the point differential is over 25 points and there's... 30 seconds left in the game, and there's a free throw. By either team, you get to take it. You get a choice between $500,000 or lunch with Steve Ballmer. <laughs> um, I mean... That was the most ridiculous Twitter thing I for a while. I believe in passive income. I'm taking the lunch, dude. I'll learn more at that lunch. Than when people were talking about getting $500,000 or a sit-down with Jay-Z, I'm taking that... Jay-Z. Dinner, fine. Dinner. I'm taking the half a mil every time. Uh, depends what restaurant. I'm half a mil every time. <laughs> Look, it's called passive income. Um, I'm turning all that into pennies. Um, all right, uh, then wrapping this up, Zoo got robbed the other week, which isn't cool. Yeah. His house was burglarized. It wasn't, uh, you know, uh, a walk and lick or anything like that. Got a watch stolen from his home. Is Zoo the quote-unquote nicest athlete you can think of being robbed? Nice guy. Nice guy. I, yeah. I don't know. He's up there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Unless like Lou Will got robbed. I'm like, well, Lou Will, they did try to rob Lou Will and he talked with them and bought them food <laughs> afterwards. So Zoo needs to learn from Lou Will in this situation. <laughs> no, we hope Zoo's doing okay. Um, you know, sucks to get robbed. Yeah, it, I mean, it definitely happens. I, I think Zoo should get like, I don't know, six German Shepherds. How many do you think he could hold in two arms? Probably six. Easily six. Yeah. He should get however many German Shepherds he can hold in two arms. <laughs> Pu- wait, puppies or full-grown German Shepherds? I, I, I don't think he has the time considering... For 35. Ar- <laughs> well, since there's, ar- since there's already been one robbery, I, I think it's sure. better to go the adult route. That's a smart call. Yeah. yeah. Be prepared. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, sure. Um, Friday's episode, doing a recap of Clippers-Grizzlies for this hopeful victory. Quick preview of the noon 30 game versus the Mavs. That's the true test of the 10,000. Clippers basketball is back, baby. We got a couple of nooners yes. coming up in a very short span. That's the that's the true test of how effective is the $10,000 giveaway for getting there early, the 12:30 on Sunday game. Um, and of course, a love Mary quarantine will. If these fantastic people wanted to tell other people where they could listen to this pod, where could they do that? You can check us out on iTunes or the podcast app. We're also on Google Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Stitcher. We're on Deezer. We're on Amazon Music. We're on Carabiner Pods. Just, hey, put it right on your jeans. Pod goes with you anywhere you want to go. It's very safe. If you want to review us, go ahead and uh, check us out. on uh, Do that on iTunes or the podcast app. Five stars really helps the show out. Uh, Chuck mentioned it up top, but we do come at you Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Pacific. 
We would love to have you listen. We absolutely would. Make us that first listen. Kill some windshield time. Uh, I have been positive Chuck Mockler. And I am William the Opinion Updike. And as always, we appreciate you.